Hello, and welcome to Books, the podcast, the only podcast about books. I'm Tim. I'm Tom. And we are Booksmen. Tim, I, I wanted to make sure uh, my mic was working, and instead of doing that before we started, I was like, I'll clear my throat while Tim's talking. <laughs> Some kind of respect, I guess. <laughs> Good news, though. My mic's working. <laughs> nice. Everything's, Something every- happened last week. No, it was two weeks ago, I think. Maybe even three weeks ago. What are you talking about? No, I don't, well, maybe I should let you explain what you were talking about. Yeah, it was two weeks ago. Wait, did you know about what happened two weeks ago? When the audio stopped recording? No. Oh. You sent me the files after this. We uh-huh. record onto a thing, and your mic was like super low. It sounded oh, like was it? it sounded like you weren't Here? talking into the mic. Hmm. It maybe it was during the ads, and it might have been that you were like looking at your screen and just like not talking nah, into the I'm mic. I'm a professional, Tim. Yeah. I know Sometimes how to, I I know how you to talk into the work. mic. Um, Tom. Uh huh. We're booksmen. Yeah. But this week, I became a moviesman, a filmsman. Files. Yeah. Uh, and I watched a bad movie. Yeah. After you read a bad book. <laughs> um, I watched. 30 minutes of this movie before uh, I watch it. So like last night uh, I had asked uh, my girlfriend, it's like, you want what? I have to watch this movie. You want to watch this? And she's like, yeah. And then I looked at how, how long it was. And so instead we watched uh, the, the latest episode of under the banner of heaven. What's that? That is the Andrew Garfield Mormon detective show on Hulu. The hell? Yeah, based on a true story. Okay. He's a Mormon detective. Okay. He doesn't like when people say "God damn." <laughs> that I mean, that is one of the things. Is it know. a good show? You uh, like? Here's the thing. Mm-hmm. Once somebody is in a superhero movie, <laughs> you're like, "Oh, they're the greatest no, actor on you, earth," and you watch you, all this stuff. Like, you think that, but here's the thing, Tim. Everybody's in superhero I movies know. nowadays. So, but like before, Mark Ruffalo was the Hulk. Uh-huh. Would you ever been? Would you ever have been like, man, that guy's no, a great actor? Because I, I, I like a no, lot of the movies I remember that he's in. Loving, maybe even one of my favorite movies. You can count on me. No, you never saw that movie. I did see that movie, you <laughs> idiot. And that was way before the Hulk. And I was, and that I remember watching that movie and thinking, "God damn, this guy's a good actor. He should be the Hulk one day." <laughs> they then, should get him in one of those serious movies. And then uh, they they got Edward Norton. I was like, "Well, I guess that's it." Edward Norton. How do we feel about him? Um, I always you don't like him because he stabbed Kevin Feige in the back. No, I don't think he stabbed Kevin Feige in the back. I think it's just. Edward Norton is likes to work the way Edward Norton does. Yeah. And that's not a very collaborative way of working. Uh, and that's not. He's a control freak. Yeah. Which would be fine. I'm surprised he doesn't write and direct more. I think that's what's kind of annoying about him. That it's like he backseat writes and directs. He can't get these off the ground. He's yeah. bad in the room, Tom. <laughs> I guess. But that apparently that's what Edward Norton, every movie he's on, he rewrites the script to a certain right. degree. I, I think some more than others. And also like demands a lot of input into how it's directed. It, it basically sounds like not a nightmare to work with, but a pain in the ass to work with. I don't know why I, I remember this. Mm-hmm. 
but when American History X came out. Yeah. That's what that's what happened with that movie. Mm-hmm. A guy named Tony K, I think, directed that movie. Okay. But Edward Norton took over. Yeah. Like you know, like used his muscle. Like, they should be black and white. Exactly. I think that probably was. Um I should it, be a Nazi in it. Yeah. Originally he wasn't gonna be a Nazi in it. There was <laughs> no there was none of that in it. Wow. Um No, but uh then they did like a Vanity Fair article about him and about how like he uh like they talked to him about how he saved the movie and like you know uh, and then yeah, Tony I... K came out and he said this Vanity Fair, more like Vanity Unfair. Oh wow. <laughs> what a yeah, sick bird. I was surprised the they're still the... publishing yeah. after that. Yeah, that was the sniping in the press around uh around that film. It's weird though, because I think about uh twenty fifth hour with Spike Lee, and Spike Lee doesn't seem like somebody had put up with that. No, he didn't do that to Spike Lee, and he didn't do it to David Fincher on seven on uh sorry, Fight, uh, Club. Fight Club. Yeah. Oh, okay. So he doesn't do it in every movie. No, he stands down oh, when okay. uh when... And, and same thing with uh uh Birdman, I guess he didn't Yeah, I mean he wasn't he wasn't the lead in Birdman either. Yeah, right? but it sounds like he's still because I think that was part of why he but also got that fired guy. from Marvel because he wanted like a rewrite on Avengers. Yeah. And they were like, absolutely not. No. The freaking, uh, I don't know, the t- toy companies, right? <laughs> <laughs> well, and I'm sure in retrospect, they were like, that movie set us up to m- eventually make $30 billion. Yeah. No, uh, Edward Norton, you can't do a pass on it. Yeah. We're getting the best guy who ever lived to do it. <laughs> <laughs> a uh, friend to all women everywhere. <laughs> a real feminist. Joss Whedon. Um, He's the visionary that will lead us into phase two of the Marvel Cinematic yeah. Universe. Uh, well, get it. Did you know uh, like his brother was the showrunner on uh, Agent of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D.? So it was like, oh, we can't get Joss Whedon to do the TV shows, but we'll get his brother to do them. Right. And then that's how I think uh, that stuff, even though initially was advertised heavily as it's all connected. Then afterwards, they were like, it's not anymore. We fired <laughs> Joss Whedon. <laughs> it's fine. Who cares? Uh, Tom? Mm-hmm. Tim, it's all connected in the multiverse. Yeah. Did you watch uh, Doctor Strange? I did watch Doctor Strange in the multiverse. I'm not going to give any spoilers. But uh, I was disappointed by the movie. I didn't, really? I didn't think it was that good at all. Tom did not like the movie. No. It, it's, you know, you name a movie Multiverse of Madness, you expect like, like man, there's going to be a lot of multiverse stuff. Yeah. Nah, there's like, they go to one other universe hmm. and they kind of- Was it mad? No, it wasn't even that crazy. And for the most part, they're inside like a building and it's like, well, the building, you know, okay. Was this it, uh, building's not that crazy. Topsy-turvy in that building? No, but actually, before that, they were walking around the city. It was New York City, but in a different universe. And like uh, red lights were green lights, and green lights were red lights. And that stuff, I was like, yeah, let's have the rest of the movie be about yeah, all this. Yeah. About how this place is different. And uh, they like quickly moved past that. Went into a building. They went inside a building. It wasn't then, even all that topsy turvy. You're saying? Nah. And then you 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 meet a bunch of like really cool characters, but I'd had it spoiled for me a few days earlier on Twitter. So well, get off Twitter, Tom. I should just get off Twitter. But uh, but yeah, it it just wasn't. It it was 
I know there's a constant criticism of Marvel movies that they're like trying to pack too much in, but this was the first one where I was like a hundred percent. Yeah. They were trying to pack yeah. too much in because I, I don't like the character of Dr. Strange. Like I, growing up, I was never like a Dr. Strange kid right. because that would be weird. You were just a strange kid. <laughs> yeah. Um, who pretended to be a doctor a lot of times, <laughs> which got me into a lot of trouble. But um, it was a real professional stethoscope you got. We know it's to this day. <laughs> nobody knows how you got your hands on that thing. You, you need a license to get one of those. Yeah. usually. Um, but I like Bandit Cumberbatch as Dr. Strange a lot. And I don't know. He was like barely in it hmm. or he was in it, but he, they didn't give him a lot to do. And his storyline was interesting, but it was like, well, this is one of five storylines we're, we're working right. on here. Just wasn't really that great. Okay. You know what you just described? What? Uh, my feeling about every single Marvel movie. I mean, maybe I'm coming around because also I watch Moon Knight and same thing. I like Oscar Isaac a lot, but this, I was just like, uh, this was a waste of time. This was just like, I don't know, the whole thing altogether, I guess, was probably, it was six episodes that were around like 40 to 45 minutes, but then like sometimes the credits are so long. You know what's so long in these Marvel movies and TV shows? What? The freaking over the It's like five minutes of that, like flipping through that, and it says that's Marvel why, Studios. That's why these movies are all three hours long. Yeah. But uh like Moon Knight, I bet if you took every you cut everything out altogether, it was probably like four to five hours long. Could have been a two hour long movie that also wasn't that good. Yeah. <laughs> I think what uh we're learning, Tom. Uh-huh. Is that a talented actor does not a good project make. Yeah. Um, even someone as immensely talented as Kirsten Kiki Dunst yeah. cannot save on the road from yeah. being a slog. Mary Jane, One of the worst Mary movies Jane I've ever seen. Mary Jane Watson herself. Um, no, um. I'm more into Tom... Uh, you know, her character in Power of the Dog. Have you watched Power of the Dog? No, it looks so boring. There's Bandit Cumberbatch in it, too. Yeah, I know. Uh, I liked Power of the Dog. I, yeah? I, I watched it. I liked it. Where you like, oh, look. Uh, it's like kind of one of those movies where like not really much happens. Yeah. But that's fine. I, wanna, like, I want weird... to want to want to sit down and like watch it. But yeah, it's also one of those movies where you're like, Wow, this is what Montana looks like. And then you look it up and they shot in New Zealand. Yeah. It's like, yeah, I didn't think that's what Montana <laughs> looked like. Suspension this of disbelief. It's like, a multiverse situation. This, this looks like fucking uh, Lord of the Rings. <laughs> and then you look it up and it's like, yeah. I mean, they went was, too far. They filmed to, it at Frodo's they, house. They had a Cumberbatch. He lived in uh, Hobbitville. <laughs> <laughs> you have to duck down to come out. He's like, oh, I'm a cowboy now. Tom, before you get to see Bandit Cumberbatch's wiener in that movie too, oh, if you're interested. What do you think? Uh, not not a, a perfectly average wiener, I think. He was like out of ten. Uh, out of ten, I give it a solid seven or eight. Oh, okay. It was flaccid, so you know you can only tell so much. Mm. It was just like a quick shot. He was like bathing in a river. Did you pause it? I I did the step through slow motion. Thing. Did you? No, I didn't. Did you, you rewind it? That. No, I didn't. Rewinded, Tim. No, but I I watched it and I was like, oh look at that, his wiener. You didn't like be like, hold on, let me get a. Uh, a no, because what am I this? looking for? 
to see what his wiener looks like. I saw what it looked like, and I was like, good wiener, Benedict. Benedict. It sounds like it was a blink-and-you-miss-it situation. Maybe you wanted to yeah, go back Yeah, but Tim, and- when I see a wiener on screen, I don't blink. I got my eyes open <laughs> like uh, like the, the- I just feel like it's so rare that you a see a star's wiener. That's me with <laughs> when a wiener's on screen. Yeah. You, you were holding your eyes open. Yeah. Said, uh, no, but we, it's so rare to see an A-list celebrity's wiener. A, uh, on Marvel Cinematic Universe star's wiener. Right. That I and thought then maybe you see you'd be this like, and you say, now I know what Dr. Strange's wiener canonically looks yeah. like. Unless oh, that's why they call unless, him Dr. Strange. <laughs> unless, well, unless they're going to do, you know, it's Marvel. Sometimes they do a lot of uh, stuff in CGI where, you know, it's like, ah, we don't like that costume they wore. On right. set, so we're just going to redo it. They could do that with wieners, for all we know. Yeah. Oh, you got to see uh, the Hulk's butt in Thor Ragnarok, too. Um, I watched that film. Yeah. Here's the thing about Marvel movies, the uh-huh. ones that they say are so funny. Yeah. There's four jokes. Yeah. That Well, that makes it funny. Yeah. Because they're, they're not really comedies. Yeah. A lot of quips. A lot of quips throughout, Tom. I do. What do you think about Chris Hemsworth's comedic chops? Um, he is Thor. Yeah, but but he was in the the Lady Ghostbusters movie. Oh, you as know like, what? As like a male bimbo, as a himbo. Yeah, I don't. I don't like when uh... men are made fun of. Exactly. <laughs> I mean that, that, was, my, that was not the, my biggest I, problem. With you know that what? I don't really like when a handsome man is made to be a laughing no, stock. No, I don't like when handsome men are also funny or are like trying to, and also like him being like, oh, you know, like it's like uh, when they put, and I don't think he's handsome, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> why are you so defensive? No, no, uh, oh, look, I don't want uh, the wrong no, I idea. Think, I think Chris Hemsworth is very handsome. Who's the wrestler? Um, oh, John Cena. John Cena. Yeah, I don't think he's and very it's just funny like, either. And it's just like, oh, and like his whole thing is like, he's a muscle man and he's a fish out of water and everything. Yeah. It's like that 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 style of, of comedy. So like that, to me, that's what the Chris Hemsworth in the Lady uh, Ghostbusters was, where it was just like, can you believe like he's acting like this? He's like, you know. I disagree a little bit because I think it was more of a like, because they made him out to be a bimbo of just like this guy's so handsome that he's yeah. just incredibly stupid. Right? Like, I think I Cena, thought it was really funny. Um, John Cena tries to be like legitimately funny. And it's like, hey, but he can't really do the himbo thing because he looks like Ernest. Yeah, he looks like a really buffed Ernest. So he's like not a good looking guy. No, he's just but a very... Ernest wasn't a bad looking guy. Who? Ernest. Ernest? No. You look Jim at Varney. You yeah. see Ernest doing like serious roles. He's yeah. handsome as hell. Yeah. Yeah. They should make uh, they testament should have... to Jim Varney's uh, chops that he could. Uh, that Ernest looked goofy, but Jim Varney doesn't doesn't look goofy. Oh, because Mister Bean looks goofy. Rowan Atkinson also looks goofy. Yeah, and I feel like Rowan Atkinson like kind of goes out of his way to not. To, to try, try and, to not look goofy. To try and not look goofy, and then it looks... But then it's like, uh, this looks like when Mr. Bean's trying to be serious. <laughs> <laughs> when Mr. Bean's somewhere he's not supposed to be, and he's trying not to raise any attention. Um, Tom, can I uh, give you a quick update on uh, 
the, the great suit affair of 2022. Oh yeah, you mentioned last week you were you were you were you, you were going to get a suit. I went to a show sponsor, not this show, we do another Indochino. podcast, don't worry about it. Indochino. Uh-huh. They make custom suits. Yeah. You're you you finally we're going to put your money where your mouth is. Yeah. Um Tom, can you tell me if I screwed something up for this guy? Okay. Did you have a heart on the whole time? <laughs> <laughs> screwed, up, screwed up your waist measurements. No. So uh, Indochino, they they uh, advertised with us. Uh-huh. And they're like, hey, choose something. Like uh, get a shirt or get pants or whatever. We'll give them to you for free. Right. You take measurements like, like they advertise and we'll yeah. send them to you. And I was like, I'll get a shirt. And yeah. then they're like, here's how you measure. Uh, uh-huh. Have somebody else measure you. And it's like, I'm not going to bother anybody else. <laughs> So I just got like a tape measure, one of those like clothes that would like, yeah, psh, yeah. like a carpenter's tape oh, measure. Oh, Tim. <laughs> and like one day, like in like maybe all told mm-hmm. a minute and a half did all the measurements uh-huh. and the shirt kind of fits, <laughs> right. but I measured wrong. Right. Right. Uh-huh. Um, but it made you put in all the measurements before yeah, even yeah. like legs and stuff, even though I was just getting a shirt. <laughs> uh-huh. So... I was like, I'm going to buy a suit from Indochino. Yeah. And I'm going to have them measure Measure, me. I'm going to go there. Uh um, It's 20 minutes uh, to get there. Mm -hmm. Went on a Saturday. It was pouring outside. I got in there. I was soaked. It was like uh, 11 a.m. I was soaked. And were they like, we've got to get you out of those wet clothes? Yeah. That's that's the first thing they said. No. It was five people at the Indochino store. Mm all of them, no, it was empty. Nobody was in there. It was really dark in there. <laughs> and they were like having the most, like, first they were arguing over, uh, or first they were talking about, like, I think everybody's going to get COVID. Everybody just has to, like, <laughs> it's like, there's a conversation that everybody's had that a million I don't times. Hear. And then, uh, and then they were arguing over the uh, pronunciation of GIF or JIF uh-huh. for like 40 minutes the entire time I was there. It's like four people just yeah. arguing. It's like, guys, didn't you have this conversation 12 <laughs> years ago when we all were having yeah. this conversation? Um, but anyway, the guy measured me. He's like, oh, your measurements are already in the system. I was like, I did those. They're really bad. Mm-hmm. You did really do them. And he just kept being like, he was measuring my legs. Yeah. Like all the leg stuff. He's like, these are way off. And I was like, yeah, I just made up numbers because I was buying a shirt. <laughs> He's like, but you said your legs were a hundred inches long. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, um, so he, he, was, he was really good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that all that customized my suit. I'm very excited yeah. about it. Oh uh, yeah. But at the end, he's like, he, you know, he typed in all the stuff. Yeah. On an iPad, mm-hmm. and he's like, all right, sign off on this. All right, and so it's gonna be. It was like five hundred and fifty dollars or something. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then he's like, does that all that look in? And I was like, oh, can I put in a promo code right there? Yeah. And he's like, do you have a promo code? I was like, yeah. Mm-hmm. I didn't want to be like, it's my podcast. Uh, yeah, it's my promo code. Um, he's like, and well, then normally. And when you look at the iPod, at the iPad, and you're like, wiener size extra small. <laughs> he didn't even measure my wiener. <laughs> he did measure my wiener, Tom. Um, which was weird. <laughs> right. I didn't, but then I didn't saw, think that would oh, be part of it. Oh, you had to put that in. Yeah. Um, Balls, huge, <laughs> too big for the wiener. Four <laughs> XL, way out of proportion. Something's wrong. <laughs> There's a box you, you can it, check where you get referral to a doctor. 
<laughs> Maybe that's why he was like, oh, actually, I put some notes in the promo code field about your genitalia. No. So he's like, well, normally you'd get an email with the promo code. Do you have an email? And I was like, now I have a promo yeah, code. Yeah, I don't Great. need an email. Normally you get a promo code from a podcast, pal. And he was just like, uh... I, I I don't think you have a promo code. I was like, can you just... Because <laughs> like, you thought I was like, I don't know. Now, here's why I'm asking if I... Did I screw this up for this guy? Uh-huh. Is this guy getting like... I'm sure he's getting a commission if he is <laughs> right. placing the... If he's doing... All oh, the so things. is it like either he gets the commission or we do? <laughs> Maybe. Well, well, we don't get a commission. Yeah, no. But like... Is he getting a commission based on the final price? Maybe. So if this comes down, because like, but I, was I like, mean, our promo code, uh, what is our like fifty dollars yeah, off? So yeah, it was, so was five hundred fifty dollars. Yeah. He's like, nah, I don't know. And I was like, can you just try to put in guide? He's like, all right. So he puts in guide. And he's like, all right. Well, you have fifty dollars off. So <laughs> I was like, yeah, yeah that's like ten percent off. Like, <laughs> that's uh, yeah. I uh, could see that if you were like buying a car and yeah. they're like, all right, $50. But no, I mean, that's but he like said 10% it, off. Yeah, but he said it like he was pissed about it. So I feel like he, like me using a promo code fucked something up for him. Yeah. Um, but I don't regret it. But hey, it helps us. Yeah. Tim, any time you can uh, fuck over uh, the little man <laughs> to, to help us I out. I mean- Considering, no, I mean that I is. I think this guy's getting paid. Like he's not only. Yeah, it sounds like he doesn't uh, have to do anything. They, seven hours out of the day. Yeah, the, they were just sitting in this, uh, this, this room, uh, yeah. store. I guess is what yeah, it was. The showroom. Yeah, you're um, right. You were you were half right when you said room. Yeah. Tom, mm-hmm. uh, I recommended Docino. Uh, go there and uh, hey, listener, go there get a suit. Yeah, the suit. I don't think we'll arrive for the wedding that we're going to. <laughs> uh, maybe, well, I don't know. I mean, I guess what? Well, I guess there's like supply issues and everything. Yeah. Uh, all right. I well, hey, but, uh, hey, if you have to go uh, to the wedding wearing uh, clothes from a different sponsor of ours, then so be it from Mac Weldon or. Uh, no, I'm Bird going with Dogs. the. the uh, we have our new sponsor. Uh, uh, whoever outfits the Looney Tunes uh, when they when they dress up in like uh, street clothes. <laughs> okay, cool. <laughs> and so I'm gonna wear those Looney Tunes street clothes to the wedding. What if What if Headgum came to us one week and they were like, "We got a new sponsor. It's Big Johnson T-shirts." <laughs> I'd be like, "Fucking finally! <laughs> yeah, we we'll this do thing a over whole a decade. Yeah." Because occasionally we get pitched on a little inside baseball here. Like occasionally we get pitched on like, hey, would you do like a themed episode for a a particular sponsor? Sometimes we say yes, and then they don't. They're like, you know what? Forget it. (laughs) We (laughs) listen to your show, show, and they don't want that. In fact, they they realize that if if you do it on theme, you're probably going to talk about them less than if you didn't. Uh, but yeah, I, I, we've done it maybe once or twice, I think, but usually, usually, uh, people can't afford that kind of, uh, custom theming. Uh, yeah. I forget where I was going with this, but, oh, I was going to say, uh, but if, uh, Big Johnson came along, that one's on the house. Do a whole episode on Big Johnson. On no the problem. house? 
Yeah, well, no, we'll I'd want to get paid. I'd the pay big for Johnson, the ad, but we'll still the do the Johnson whole show about Big Johnson. Has so much fucking money. Yeah, that's true. They are big. Yeah, they keep it all in their dick. <laughs> Tom, can I <laughs> tell you something? Uh-huh. They, do you know about community fridges? Yes. There's, there's, there's one not too far from me. Yeah, there's one right around the corner from me, but it's a small one. Yeah. So it's got like a dorm uh, room uh, style Would fridge. you explain it for uh, people that might not know? Um, it, It's something that has popped up uh, somewhat recently where there are just refrigerators on the street in front of like- uh, Street fridges. Tough. These fridges, you know, your fridge at home- it wouldn't last a minute. No, the they wear clothes like the Looney Tunes wear in those shirts from the nineties. Yeah. Um, I mean, a lot of times they are like cool uh, graffiti on them. Yeah, um, but basically they're just for the community. There, people can go and put food in there, um, and anybody who needs it can, can just go it. take it. Yeah, so, I mean they're great because if you have stuff that's like this is good, like fresh meat or produce or something. I don't want to throw this out, but also, what am I going to do with it? I can't really yeah. donate it. It'll go, it will spoil. Well, if you got a community fridge nearby, you can stick it in there, and somebody yeah. that uh, that would need it, they can just take it. So, uh, so and a- like restaurants and stuff will use them. Yeah, um, this one is a small one. Not use them to get food. Yeah, yeah they'll put they'll put <laughs> leftover yeah, stuff. Hopefully, in there. Um, this one's like a dorm room style fridge. One that you wanted to get for like this room for, for yeah, the podcast for, studio. Uh huh. Um, but uh, on top of it has been, a, for like two weeks now, a huge box uh-huh. this big. Okay, and Tim it says, has motioned a huge box to me. And written on it, uh, it says, free magnum condoms. <laughs> and sure enough, this huge box is filled to the brim really? with magnum condoms. Wow. Yeah. And And people haven't taken them? People have taken them. They're also like, like all over the just, street, yeah. and like uh, it's like all right. What what happened that somebody was? Uh, How, where'd they get all those condoms? They got like a thousand Magnum condoms yeah. and and no other uh, no other size. Yeah, yeah I guess sorry. that serves the community. Yeah, yeah. hey, condoms. Pe- hey, people with big dicks need condoms too, Tim. Mm. Especially, yeah, they're getting more action. I mean, I've always heard that. Like the magnum condoms are like a vanity thing. That's like, look, regular condoms will fit any dick that doesn't right. have like a problem. <laughs> uh, but you know, some people are like, no, I wanna, in my, uh, I wanna, you know, have the uh, have the. I mean, that's uh, uh, Frank Reynolds on uh, Always Sunny. Always has the magnum condom sticking <laughs> yeah. out of his wallet. <laughs> I think that's mostly what they're for. Yeah. I mean, walking by that fridge on my way here today, I was just going to grab a big handful and then, <laughs> uh, like, try to put them, like, when you weren't looking in, like, various drawers in your in your home. Yeah, and then watch, uh, watch me throw my girlfriend out on the street. <laughs> yeah. You know damn well I don't wear these. <laughs> um, Tom, I watched a film on the road. Yeah. And um, what was what film was it? This was you watched it in like a bus or something, Tom, or the backseat of a I, car. I did watch it in the backseat of a car, but the the film is called On the Road. Ah, that's like a book I just read. Yeah, it was directed by Walter Sales. Is that his name? Sure. Um, he also directed the Motorcycle Diaries. Yeah. Um, 
came out in 2012. It took Which, for... like, I mean, honestly, how interesting is a diary written by a motorcycle going to be? <laughs> I mean, has a motorcycle seen a lot of things? That's true. He's cool. That's true. <laughs> Motorcycles are cool, man. Yeah. Um, Tom, here's mm-hmm. the thing that bugged me. Okay. There's two cuts of this movie. Oh. When it played at Cannes, uh-huh. it was 137 minutes. Okay. So two hours and 17 minutes. Mm-hmm. When it played at the Toronto Film Festival, 124 minutes. Wow. Just over two hours. So so uh uh ten ten minutes or so cut out. Thirteen. Thirteen minutes. <laughs> ten minutes or so. Thirteen minutes, Tom. Maybe they cut some of the opening credits out. Maybe they cut the Marvel intro out from the beginning. Guess what, Tom? What? Da, 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 da. Um What if they just start making movies in the Marvel Cinematic Universe that literally have nothing special about them, but there's like no, it's in the same world. It takes place in the MCU. Mm-hmm. Oh, in this in Universe Six One Six, Jack Kerouac exists, <laughs> and this was before any of the wacky stuff happened. Um, the movie I rented from Apple, to whatever, uh, was the long cut. Oh, okay. One hundred and thirty-seven minutes. Okay. Uh, around minute six, I realized, ooh, I wish I got the <laughs> shortcut. <laughs> Uh, where do you know what the differences between the cuts are? Uh, about thirteen minutes, Tom. Do you know what's in that thirteen? No, that missing thirteen minutes, or I guess not missing because it was in the the version you saw. I want it. You didn't watch the film, right? So I watched about thirty minutes of the movie before I was like, "Why am I watching this? I, Tim's supposed to watch this, and I'm not enjoying this." I here. You know what? I'm going to get my take out from there, what... There's a part where they go visit Vigo Mortensen and Amy Adams, uh-huh. old bully, yeah. and Jane, uh-huh. and they're picking up uh, Mrs. Madman, Elizabeth Moss, from okay. there. And it's a sequence that seems really out of place, and when I was looking... At a synopsis of the movie, mm-hmm. it was left out of the synopsis. Oh, okay. so, that's... so I feel like they might have just cut that out. Right. But also, you're cutting out Vigo Mortensen and Amy Adams out of your movie. And Elizabeth Moss? And Elizabeth Moss. Well, she was kind of in it oh, in okay. other parts, too. But like they're probably not doing that, right? Well, but that was roughly like 13 minutes. Yeah, but I mean, that does kind of make sense. I could see that being like why it's in some cuts and not in others. That's like... Uh, like we've got these two, you know, really talented actors, but this is like slowing down the movie here and it's out of place. Yeah. Uh, so that, that, that kind of makes sense to me that it's like, that's why it's in some and not the others. That it wasn't just an easy, Oh, this is slowing the movie down cut it out. Right. It's like, nah, people are going to want to see these two. Um, first off, let me say the, the cast in this movie stacked, Right? It's Except stacked. for the two leads. <laughs> the two leads who the whole movie hinges on, particularly Dean Moriarty. Yeah. Right? Like, if he is not charismatic, right. this movie falls on his face. Yeah. And guess what? Sorry, Garrett Headland. Mm-hmm. He kind of stinks. He's kind of an but asshole. Dean Moriarty is an asshole. I know, but like, yeah, but it's like, could this there guy must, sell it? There must have been something about him, right? That everybody wasn't just like, as soon as this guy showed up, was, was like, fuck this yeah, guy. Yeah, from from what I saw, 
I, I feel like they went the wrong way because, well, I get they they cast like a handsome guy, right? And and actually looking at like old pictures of Neil Cassidy, he was a good looking guy, but it's like ah, you need somebody who's like really got to sell this asshole character as a charismatic guy like you need a really talented actor like you need somebody who's just got i don't know something to him that i'm trying to think of who you're not thinking hey the guy from tron legacy is gonna carry this uh, no i'm thinking probably like somebody from the mcu could do it (laughs) yeah (laughs) <laughs> yeah, you know, just Doctor Strange himself. Just, just, just yeah. Put Ben a Cumberbatch in there. No, but I'm like trying. Hog. I'm trying to think of uh, like a very charismatic actor that that you like watching, no matter how bad the movie is. You want to Garrett Hedlund who played yeah. uh, Dean Moriarty? Mm-hmm. You want to know what his? Uh, he was in Inside Lewin Davis. You want to know his character name? What Johnny Five. Oh. Did not realize that was in the wow. short circuit universe. <laughs> yeah. So do you think it was like in the uh inside Lewin Davis afterwards he uh he created Johnny Five and named it after himself? Or maybe the I mean cr- that movie took place in like the sixties, so Yeah, or like the creator of Johnny Five, maybe it was like his student, you know, at university and was like, Oh, I I need to commemorate the the professor that taught me so That's much. Probably it. Uh I'm gonna name my robot Johnny Five. Um Yeah, I'm who's like a very charismatic actor that you like watching no matter what? Tom Hanks, but Tom Hanks isn't a Dean Moriarty. You know what? That would be an interesting cast. I mean, obviously no, he he's to be too young. old. Yeah. But I'm saying like a young Tom Hanks. Oh yeah. When he had the bachelor party energy. Yeah. yeah. Like that could work. I know that's not what, what Neil Cassidy Chet was Hanks. like. Chet Hayes. Chet Hayes. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's just such a, uh, again, just such a weird thing. Cause I was looking up, uh, him and Sal paradise, like the actors. And it's like, they've been in a couple of, like the guy who played Sal paradise was in the, um, Oh, where are they Sam Riley, but he was in the, uh, the, uh, Angelina Jolie, like, uh, villain Disney movies. Where are those called? Maleficent. Maleficent. Uh, like he, he was in both of those. So it's like, oh, these guys. And like you said, this guy was in Tron legacy. It kind of seems like both these actors were guys that like had a moment where it was like, this is kind of like you're on the cusp of becoming huge stars and they didn't become huge stars. Right. And it's fine. You don't have to have huge stars, but, but it's just crazy. AJ thinks that, uh, People should only be allowed to be in one movie. Yeah, that every movie should have complete unknowns that you've never seen before. So you're not confused about uh, characters being played by actors you've seen before. It's not confused, but it helps you, helps immerse you in the movie. Yeah. Yeah. Um, But I think the fact that this movie is uh, otherwise filled with, uh, you know, heavy hitters. And like people who were either already heavy hitters or were like very well, I think that's what it is that this movie's full of people. I think all these people were kind of at the same level of like 
breaking in to Hollywood big time. Right. And then everybody except these two guys became huge, like Academy Award uh, nominated. Right. And like big franchise blockbuster actors, like except for these two guys. Right. Okay. Because I just remember like Kristen Stewart at the time is like, oh, the girl from Twilight. Right. And now it's like, oh, no, she's a brilliant actress. Is she? I really liked her in that uh, Diana movie. Diana. (laughs) Yeah, Diana. No, I thought, because I thought it was- Spencer. Spencer. I thought it was like ridiculous where I was like, come on, they got an American actor and like- I don't know. I guess I hadn't seen her in that much. England's Rose. Yeah, but watching her in Spencer, she was really good. Yeah, and like I didn't see Spencer. I think you would like it. It's one of those movies that takes place over like the course of like a day or yeah. like a couple of days. Uh, it was good. I really liked it. Yeah, I've never seen Kristen Stewart. I don't Stewart. give a shit I think this about might have been any the first of those. Kristen Stewart movie I've ever seen. Oh, really? Yeah. So I wasn't. I wasn't like. Has she been really good? Like I yeah. don't. I don't know. She seems like, uh, I always thought her whole deal was like, she doesn't want to be in movies and like she's in movies against her will. I That was like kind of the impression. And that's why I thought like, oh, she's not going to be good in Spencer. Cause like, that's going to be such a, like you're embodying a role that everybody in the world has some idea of what this woman was like. And yeah, this seems like a person that's kind of like, whatever. (laughs) But she was really good. I think those Twilight movies poison everybody's opinion of both of them as actors. And they are actually both really good actors. This is the thing. Because they just did a very good job playing characters that seem like they didn't care about anything. (laughs) Yeah, Did you ever see the Twilight movies? I saw the first one. Yeah. Oh, you we and I watched that. Yeah, that was a good movie. It, it was better than I expected yeah. it to be. Yeah. Uh-oh. I knew back then the two of them were stars. Oh, did you? Yeah. Okay. I tried to sign them to my agency. And what happened? They refused. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? In hindsight, yeah, I didn't they were, see they why were right they did to do that. it. Yeah. yeah. And you know what? They've gone on to great success without me. So yeah. Your agency never really got off the ground. No, it was predicated on the idea that I was the only person that saw these two were very yeah. good actors. Um, and then you just went after Garrett Hedlund. I, I said, I don't think these are two people that are bored making this movie. <laughs> I think they're just doing a very good job <laughs> acting. Um, Kristen Stewart's in it. Amy Adams is in it. Elizabeth Moss. Uh, Kirsten Dunst, Viggo Mortensen, Steve Buscemi, Terrence Howard was in yeah. it for three seconds. Yeah, um, that was because when he popped, he was in the part I watched, and when he popped up, I was like, "Oh shit, Terrence How- Terrence Howard's in this." And then when I realized he was playing the character of like the jazz man, who's like house they go back to for the night, I was like, "Oh, that's the only place he appears." And then once that was over, I was like, "Oh, I guess that's it." I guess yeah. Terrence Howard did two days on this movie, and then uh, it was done. Tom, all right, I'm not gonna go like look. That was a cool scene in the movie where it was uh, 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 two white guys explaining jazz to each other <laughs> in a in a jazz club in the fifties. Um. Yeah, that's Tom. <laughs> the whole thing, like, yeah, I think it's pretty faithful to the book. The yeah. thing, the, the, here's this movie the thing. Made, that scene in particular made me realize, like, oh, this book is probably mostly bullshit. <laughs> 
that is like no and then like the guy on stage he thought we were so cool he came over and bought us drinks and he was interested to know what we thought about jazz yeah i think they should stop making books into movies yeah they're two completely different mediums yeah well Um, let me ask you this what do you think about um making books into tv shows fuck it who cares no Oh, so the books should just not let a book be a book. Let a book be a book. It's a different. I always talk about this, but those uh, William uh, Goldman books, Mm -hmm. um, Adventures in the Screen Trade. Nobody knows anything. Into movies. Um, No, his whole thing is like he because he adapts a lot of books into, or he adapted a lot of books into movies, and his whole thing was like. Yeah, people complain because like the movies don't resemble the movies that I adapt don't really resemble the books in yeah. a lot of ways. And he's like, it's because like a novel, like you know, like, a movie needs to have one main character, and you see their point of view, right? And it's a three act structure, and like I write like Hollywood movies, and that's the way. And novels don't follow that, yeah. so like I pick things out, and I like cut things out and I you know make an arc for well, one that... character and like if the main character of a book mm-hmm. is not likable no name actor is going yeah. to sign on for it so it's like oh if it's 1975 and I want Robert Redford to be in this movie I have to make sure that the the main character who's kind of a dick in the book is a virtuous man in the movie right. Um, or or if uh, if there's a DC Comics movie and we're going to get Will Smith to play an assassin, he has to be an assassin that doesn't kill people. <laughs> <laughs> Is that, was that his thing? Yeah. Wasn't his name like Killshot? Deadshot, uh, yeah. And it was like, but guess what? He only does it to bad people. Beanbags at people or something? He <laughs> only does it to bad people, and the one time we're going to see him do it, he misses. <laughs> um, But... For this book in particular, things that might seem like romantic and like the way that they're like, oh man, it was so much fun and we were like goofing off. Yeah. Well, you those were... wild nights that they showed these yeah. guys having were just like, like dumb frat guys being like, whoa, 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 whoa. yeah. I was so you were you mentioned before we started recording, you gave me a preview of your review. Uh, and then I told you, shut the hell up, Tim. We're not getting, I'm not getting paid to listen to you talk to me now. Wait right. till the mics are on. Um, but you were saying like my, the, like my review of this book was basically this book sucks, but the prose is very good. I understand why people like that prose so much. And you were like, the movie is not. There's no prose in it's it. It's just the story. It's just the story of assholes being assholes. Yeah, and I and I watched the one scene where it's like uh, uh, Dean, Sal, Carlo, and uh, a woman. I don't I don't know who she is. I don't think she reappears. It's not one of Dean's wives. Uh, breaking. It was like the they had like inhalers for the amphetamine, but they mm. were putting it in tea and then eventually just eating it. It was very weird. Actually, I thought that was cool. I would have liked to ha- hear them explain more like, what is that? Right. But um, but yeah, then it's just them like giggling and like, you know, wrestling each other. And it's like, yeah, I went to college. <laughs> I remember what this is like. Yeah. And, and this sucks. This is just like being fucked up in a room and 
Yeah, I'm sure in their heads this was a blast, but this is the the most tedious thing you could ever yeah. imagine watching from the outside. It reminded me of like when you're in those situations and you're for whatever reason sober. Oh and, yeah. And you're just like, "Oh, fuck this. I want to leave. This <laughs> sucks. I hate this." Yeah. Yeah, that's this a lot of this movie was like being the sober guy. <laughs> right. At the designated driver. And you're just like, "Oh, yeah, all this is stupid. <laughs> yeah. Um they all love each other. Yeah, like they meet um like Sal meets uh Dean. Yeah. And immediately they're all thick as thieves, right? Yeah. And they're just mm-hmm. like, "Oh, we're the best of friends. I love you, buddy." Whoa, 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 whoa. It's like uh, just, I don't understand why this is happening. Right. How, was there a lot of uh well I kept getting Dean and uh, uh, Sal mixed up because they're just both like Hollywood pretty boys. So yeah. I was like, wait, which guy is which? Um, well, Dean's blonde in the movie. I know, but like, I don't know. Like, <laughs> I don't I got, know hair color. I don't know hair color. Um, a guy pissed off the back of a pickup truck at one point. Yeah, it happened in the book too. It's funny. Look, there's a lot of talk about 16-year-old girls in this in this movie. <laughs> yeah, well, they upped it from 14-year-old yeah. from the book. Um, so Kristen Stewart is in the movie. Yeah, he's, she's, she's playing uh, Mary Lou. Yeah, introduced having sex with Dean. Yeah, topless the first time we see her. Exactly. Um, when they get to uh, Denver and they- and Moaning we, in ecstasy the first time we hear her. Yeah, and when we meet uh, Kiki. Yeah. Uh, Kirsten Dunst, mm-hmm. uh, his new lady. Yeah, um, you hear Camille. her moaning in ecstasy for the first. Did you make it to that point? Uh, I made it to just. I stopped watching when they were dancing in the bar together. Okay. Um. So was there a lot of the? Uh, did you talk about this? And I was just drunk. <laughs> um. There's a lot of like uh homosexual uh stuff in this book um in this probably movie. in the original scroll okay. there is i feel like it was edited out of well because i told you like the only like talk of homosexuality in the book is when he's like i was gonna kill this guy right because he he hit on me in a bar so who is carlo car uh yeah carlo marx um Ginsburg or something. I, I was right? going to say, I think that's Alan Ginsburg. He's in love with Dean. Oh, okay. And they kiss at one point, and I think they have sex. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Ginsburg leaves and goes to Africa for a while. Okay. He's like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna get out of here. Yeah, he Ginsburg's doesn't love me like that barely way. in. The, yeah, the... And he comes back later. Mm-hmm. Um, then uh, the ma- they left the Mad Men girl somewhere, and they came back for her. Oh, Elizabeth Moss. Yeah, I've yeah, very that happens few. in the book too. They like leave people places all the time. I think Amy she's Adams Galliata. is on uh, is on uh, is on drugs when they go back there, and she's like overacting a bunch. And yeah. Viggo Mortensen uh, goes and takes off his pants and uh, goes and sits in a box and claims that you know if you go in this box and inhale chemicals, you'll never get cancer. <laughs> um. Oh, yeah, that happens in the book. The main problem with this movie mm-hmm. is that Dean Moriarty is not charismatic at all. Yeah. Like, everybody is in awe of him in this movie, and it's like, oh, yeah. 
like every woman and like uh, Mary Lou mm-hmm. is always like, oh yeah, but he's you know, yeah, but he's he's, he's terrible yeah. to me, but I'm going back to him. The, the and- parts of the book I or the parts of the movie I watch like it was like Carlo Marx being like, wait till you meet him. Oh, you're going to love him. And I was like, this guy sucks. Like yeah. Car- uh, Carlo, I was like, get a life, you loser. <laughs> like stop being obsessed with just like some guy where it's like, no, he's going to be great. And I'm just, and it just reminded me of like when we were younger, anytime, because I feel like nowadays, if you meet somebody new, like a friend of a friend, nobody's going to ever hype somebody up like that. Yeah. The best they might do is be like, oh, this guy works in like the same industry as you. Like, oh, you're going to get along great. Oh, it's going to be like a good uh, business connection or whatever. <laughs> but I just remember like being younger and having those situations like, oh, wait till you meet. Oh, God, he's crazy. He's wild. And it was just like, oh, so he's just going to be an asshole. Yeah. <laughs> he's going to be an asshole that later in the night's going to become a liability. Great. <laughs> yeah. Um, and that's what happens with Dean. <laughs> yeah. Like he's a liability everywhere. But I just remember like even even when I was young and I was younger than these guys were during this, when I would hear that it was like, uh, I don't I know, I'm not into this. I, <laughs> what what they're telling me, oh, it's gonna be so much fun. It's like, nah, nobody's gonna be this much fun. It's just gonna be a nightmare later. Um, there are parts in the movie where um, Sal does read the prose. Um, yeah, I, I know I recognize a few lines in the dialogue from the book. Yeah, but like, uh, it'll be like voiceover and fine, I guess. I don't know. Uh-huh. That never really works for me. Yeah. Um, and then, uh, I'm skipping around so much because, like, fine. it's just this it follows movie. the book, so right? Yeah, and like, it's. It, like it, everything seems so much more frivolous and shitty. Yeah, when you're just seeing it and not having it described in in uh, in a nice way, right? Yeah, like, in, in well written prose. Yeah, and uh, the the one part when they get into that rideshare thing. Uh huh. Oh like, yeah, uh, yeah. It's like okay, we're going back to New York or whatever. Um. Steve Buscemi is the man in charge. Oh, okay. But is this in the book? It might be in the scroll. Um, He comes to Dean and he's like, I don't like women. Um, And Dean is like, all right, I'll have sex with you for money. And and he has sex with them for money. And I leave. uh, It's not in the version I read, but again, it it might be in the original scroll. And Sal opens the door and he sees uh, Dean... Uh, really giving it to Steve Buscemi in the movie. He's oh, going like, in, ah, the, ah. In, in the book, I I think I think that's like mentioned, but it but it's like uh, Dean like flirts with him, like no is kind of like taking advantage of him. Yeah, knowing like oh, if I flirt with this guy, he's gonna think this, and I'm gonna be able. And maybe it is in in the original version that that you know that it it goes beyond flirting. Yeah, which um, then that abruptly ends. Uh, 
in the book. I mean, who wouldn't? Who wouldn't? Uh, uh, gay, straight, bi, whatever. Who wouldn't jump at the chance of getting railed by Steve Buscemi? <laughs> no, no, Steve Buscemi was getting railed. Oh, okay. Well, who wouldn't jump at the chance at railing <laughs> Steve Buscemi? Um, Dean and Mary Lou have sex. Is yes, that, in the that book? happens. Yeah, in the book, okay. yeah. Um. Because at some oh no, point, not Dean and Mary Lou, uh, Sal yeah, and Mary Lou. Because yeah. at some point there was like an understanding of they're going to go back to San Francisco, and uh, Dean's going to go back to Camille, and then Mary Lou's going to go with Sal, even though it's like not discussed with Mary Lou, but they have yeah. made this arrangement. And then Camille Kiki mm-hmm. kicks Dean out because uh, she's pregnant, and right. they go out. Look, it's just. Young assholes acting like assholes to yeah. women um, who, like, I feel like the women in this movie mm-hmm. are considerably older than the women yeah. uh, that these I happen to in real life. When I when like, not to look, Kiki is my favorite yeah. person on earth. Um, but, like, how old was Camille in the book? No, and that's what when I was watching it, uh, when I realized Kiki was Camille, uh, I was like, Kiki's my age. And this was 10 years ago. Yeah. So Kiki was like 30. Yeah. It was like Camille, Camille was, was like not 18, 30. right? <laughs> I don't think she was even 18. Yeah. Um, It did. The first time Kirsten well, Dunst also, appears on screen, were you just like, oh, finally, this movie's got some fucking class. Yeah. For me, I, like she anchored the whole thing. And I was like, thank God she's here. But I mean, again, there's another. Uh, she's supposed to be 16. You know, in the story. Yeah. And I don't know if they cast her off of Twilight because it's like, oh, she was playing a teenager in Twilight. But I mean, uh, Kristen Stewart's like, I want to say mid 30s, around 35. Like, so she wasn't even, you know, she was, so she was like 25 in this. It was like, she and Rita 16 is is my. Um, Let's go to the how old machine, which is my, uh, yeah, well, you know, which is good. I don't want to see somebody that actually looks like they're 16. But again, I feel like it... Well, then don't make the makes, movie, yeah, right? It makes the movie seem like... Kristen oh, no, Stewart this... was 22 in this movie. Oh, okay. Um, But like, here's the thing. If you had to fudge all this stuff... Yeah, then don't make it. Then maybe it's not a well, story that that needs to be told. Well, so when you were and t- the reverence yeah. that this movie gives yeah. this story... It's just kind of like it does do something at the end, uh-huh. right? Um, uh, I, I don't know. I wraps it up like uh, like a movie does, you know, like movies, Tom. Um, where uh, they go their separate ways. Dean had left uh, Sal in Mexico when Mexico when when Sal got sick, and Dean right. was like, "Which somebody brought up in uh, I, I want to say maybe the Discord." That yeah, I left that or, part out, and I I forgot about that. That yeah, like uh, Sal got sick, and Dean was Dean waited around for a few days, and he was just like, oh, "Okay, uh, feel better, champ." Bye. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like I'm bored. I'm leaving. Um, so later, like mm-hmm. months later, um, Sal's back in New York, and he's he's wearing a suit. Uh, he sold out, and he's like. he's with some people. They're going to see Duke Ellington. And uh, Dean finds him on the street, and he's all strung out and fucked up. Uh-huh. And Sal is like, 
well put together. Yeah. And Dean's like, hey, man, I just got off a train. I came all the way out here to see you. Yeah. And Sal's just like, sorry, man, I got tickets to this Duke Ellington concert. And like, there's like, uh, you know, well put together people that are like, yeah. come on, Sal, we're Duke <laughs> Sal, Ellington waits for the, no one. The box is awaiting us. Right. Um, and uh, Dean was like, uh, you want to meet me down on 14th Street? And like, yeah. he's like, um, I have to go. I have to go, mm. Dean. And he left with the guys. And then uh, Dean like looks at him and he's like, I love you, man, or something. You know, yeah. like, I love you, brother. And uh, Sal like looks... You know, like sad, but goes and and then then he goes home, and finally he has the inspiration to put the scroll oh, into see. his typewriter, and you see him typing all night long. Yeah, and the scroll Do you is going see him and taking amphetamines while he's doing. It? Nope. <laughs> um, and it's like, oh, thank God! Now this guy has the perspective. Yeah. To, Put this important story <laughs> right. to paper. Um, now all he needs is to be high I on meth. Do you think like? Then what the fuck is this movie trying to say? Because like yeah. the book doesn't end like that, right? No. So what are the, is this movie so, like? No, this the guy. Bu- the this book guy doesn't Dean, end with him writing the book. <laughs> so Dean Moriarty is, um, like making everybody bend to his will. Yeah. Right. Because mm. uh, he's a piece of shit. Everybody, you know, the, the, everybody loves him. Yeah, and then uh, it turns out he's just a sad drug addict. Yeah, um, and it took, you know, Sal a little bit of distance to say. So why do we make this movie? What, <laughs> right. Like, what? What is the message yeah. here? Well, and also it's like ah, he's a he's a sad drug addict, unlike Sal, who's a sad alcoholic <laughs> yeah. who will die shortly after Dean from uh, yeah. substance abuse as well. Yeah, I mean that's that is certainly not what happened in reality. Right. Like Sal did not really grow out of this. He continued like Sal, you know, or uh, Jack Kerouac was also a shitty like negligent dad. Right. Uh and then also, you know, died at 46 of alcoholism essentially. Right. Um No, and I was thinking about that when you were talking earlier about uh, William Goldsmith and uh, William Gold, not, not the <laughs> not original the, drummer of the Foo Fighters. Yeah, no. William Goldman. William Goldman. And like, uh, you know, books aren't movies and you got to redo them. And growing up, that being such a a thing of like, oh, no, the book's better, man. Like yeah. the movie, they change everything. And nowadays... Movies do follow books very closely. Yeah, to the detriment of those movies. Exactly. Where sometimes it's like, eh, and uh, to to thankfully bring everything back to the MCU, Tim. Oh. That that is something that they I think do a good job of realizing like we don't have to be faithful to the comics when there's an opportunity to change things and streamline things in some way or to like change, you know, to make it a, an entertaining movie. Yeah, exactly. Because that's their ultimate, their, their ultimate goal is to make a billion dollars on every movie by making it as entertaining as possible and not to just, uh, slavishly 
copy what's already been established in right. the comics because oh well what if people are read the comics see this and they're mad right um and at some point that did change for for you know uh, anything important and it's like no we have to copy and that's why i think there have been so many like high profile uh what is that like extremely loud and incredibly close oh yeah 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 a Where, flop yeah a huge flop Meanwhile, that book was a huge, uh, same thing with, uh, the goldfinch. Yeah. Another huge book and a massive flop of a movie. Did you read the goldfinch? No. It's a good book. And also like, I can't see how that would make. Exactly. And I think a that's movie the case. That, there's a big sprawling, like it's a sprawling novel that yeah. takes place over like many years. Yeah. Um, well, they did yeah. with the Da Vinci Code. So if they can do it with that, <laughs> they can do it with anything. No, but I mean, they, you know, so many books that have been uh, uh, hillbilly elegy. <laughs> you know, they, they've done like a. Can, f- <laughs> how come we haven't freaking tarred and feathered uh, Ron Howard for, mm. for doing that shit? I think because nobody actually saw that movie. So but like, it was fine. The night that J.D. Vance won the freaking uh, Ohio primary uh-huh. by being, like, the worst person the, on earth. Yeah, yeah. The most disgusting man on earth. Ron Howard was on Colbert. Uh-huh. Colbert, who, like, yeah. you know, is like, oh, the orange Cheeto man is yeah. terrible. And getting his ass kissed. Yeah. Um, and it's like, oh, you freaking, you made this happen. Uh, did he? I, I don't. I don't know if I would go that far. That nah. he made that happen. Like gave that guy a nice payday. Uh, oh yeah, for sure. But I, I mean, it's not as big as Peter Thiel gave him. But yeah. Well, and I think also it's like Ron Howard also got a payday. You yeah. know, like he didn't give him that payday. But it's yeah. like, yeah, I'm Ron Howard. I want. Uh, uh yeah, I'm a good hired gun. No, like a very I mean, good... I'm sure. Was that an Imagine movie? Probably. Yeah, Ron Howard fucking oh, runs that I, well, studio. Yeah, I don't know. He's probably actually. executive producer. Well, but I mean the that that whole thing's such a weird thing with JD Vance. Yeah. I don't know that much about it, but I know that like nobody really I think anticipated what would happen. With I him. knew. I knew that guy was a piece of shit the whole time. And if I and I'm dumb. If I knew that guy was a piece <laughs> of shit and people were like but I you think know, people like, didn't uh, know, like, oh, older he's relatives run being for like, office. Did you read Hillbilly Elegy? I was like, fuck no, fuck that guy. That guy sucks. Yeah, I've read th- th- three paragraphs about that guy, and I know that like you're all getting conned. Um, but my point just being that like a lot <laughs> of <laughs> a lot of books, a lot of movies lately have very faithfully recreated the books. And sometimes that just does, sometimes it does work, but sometimes more often than not, I feel when like does it doesn't work? work. When has it worked? I feel like The Martian was a good movie and that was like a faithful adaptation. Oh, yeah. Um, so some, but again, that's like, I don't know that, that the thing that was good about the book was it was written cinematically. Right. And I feel like that's, people don't take that into account that yes, sometimes you can do a direct adaptation. Don't change a thing. And it's going to be great. But sometimes, eh, no, you got to kind of change it. But for something like this on the road, I also feel like it was interesting for me looking at the reviews and the scores. And it was just, it was, you know, this movie came and went. Nobody talked about it. You never hear about this movie anymore. 
I didn't even know. Had you heard about it when it come, came out? I heard, like I said, uh, maybe last episode, I heard about the Kristen Stewart hand job thing uh, because I think at that point they were maybe still making Twilight movies right. or maybe it just finished. So it was like a, a very like, oh my goodness. this. I feel like the only people that were really into this movie or like really knew about this movie were like, the Mr. Skin crowd. <laughs> Maybe. It's like, hey, have we ever seen Kristen Stewart's yeah. boobs in movies? Oh, on the road. All right. Um, well, wrote me into the Mr. Skin crowd, Tim. <laughs> but um, but the fact that this movie was like so, got such mediocre reviews and came and went when it was such a faithful adaptation yeah. says something about the book that it's like, oh, this is one of those like, uh, people have been wanting to make a movie yeah. about this for years. And They've honestly, been trying since the 70s. Yeah, and honestly, if they had made it in the 70s, it probably would have been good because they would have changed everything about it. Yeah. But, uh, you and know, Goldman they, and- they finally made it, and it was very faithful. And when you're looking at it without any nostalgia and without any of the pros, it's just like, oh, it's just assholes being assholes, huh? Yeah. They should have done, Tim. Here's some dream casting. Not to be confused with the Sega, Sega Dreamcast. Dreamcast yeah. uh, they should have made it in the 80s. Maybe the early 90s, Tim. Sal Paradise. Mark Lynn Baker. Dean Moriarty. Bronson Pinchot. The movie films itself with that duo. I mean, that's essentially... Mary Lou... One of the flight attendants. Marianne. Marianne. (laughs) Camille, her roommate, the other flight attendant. Uh, Jennifer. Jennifer. I mean, look, it might not have been a good movie, but would it have been entertaining as hell to watch? Imagine on the road with one of the guys just always being annoyed at the other guy. (laughs) It would have been so much better than, than one of the guys just like fawning over and being in love with the other guy. Tom, Mm -hmm. what do you think? Here are people that um, over the years they've tried to get this movie uh, uh, off the ground. Johnny Depp, is he in there? John Depp in the early 90s. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. But in early 90s, John Depp. Uh Uh-huh. As Dean? As Dean. Yeah, I mean, you oh, know. Oh, no, no. He turned on the role of Sal Paradise. Okay. He wanted to be Dean. He's like, oh, I want to be shitty to women. Oh, am I going to get fucking thing? I'm not weighing into this thing. I don't yeah. understand what's going on. <laughs> I don't understand what this trial's about. Is somebody going to jail? It's a civil no, trial? No, it's money. It's money. Okay. Well, I don't yeah. want to get involved. Okay. Um. Uh. What about well, Brad Pitt? It's too late, Tim. You're going to be called as a witness now. I mean, Brad Pitt as Dean Moriarty, it's like, yeah, then that is the kind of char- charisma that it's like, oh, yeah, that, you know, he's so handsome and so charismatic. Francis he, Ford Coppola tried to make it in the oh, 90s. I, thought, I was going to say, no, Francis Ford Coppola, I can't see. He, he's not that good looking tried, of a guy. As Sal Paradise, Ethan Hawke. Okay. Yeah. As Dean Moriarty, Bradley Pitt. Yeah, I could see it. I mean, it would be better casting than than these guys for sure. And then uh, Joel Schumacher was mm-hmm. attached at one point. Wanted uh, Billy Crudup as Sal Paradise, which okay. I think is good casting. Yeah, not bad because like he's just like kind of like 
Oh yeah, I, I think know, a little yeah. bit of a blank slate. Um, I mean, Colin Farrell as Dean Moriarty. Okay. Uh, yeah, I could see it. I don't know if I would love it, but I, but I could see that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I didn't like the movie. Yeah. I didn't like the what you told me about the book. Yeah. Um, it's okay. Yeah. Not everybody has to like everything. No. I'm not gonna yuck anyone's yum. Yeah. But I, I definitely think uh, the idea that this is like held in such like esteem, and you know, and and forgetting the idea that like I'm sure it was very revolutionary at the time. I'm sure at the time it was like nothing like this is out there. But I don't know. Guess what? Now they're now, now I can go read some live journals if I want to. The other thing is, Tom. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you read live journals. Like I feel like uh, our generation, like every generation, gets a little like we didn't have any problems when we were in uh, our early twenties, right? Mm -hmm. So like late teens, early twenties, I was acting a fool. You were acting a fool. A bunch of us were acting a fool. Yeah. Um, but it wasn't interesting. (laughs) Yeah, it wasn't interesting. (laughs) But like I feel like when this came out, there were people who like. I never had the opportunity to act a fool because I always had to like work or yeah, like yeah, uh, yeah. be I, responsible. I had to take over the family. Yeah, business. when I was twenty-one, I couldn't be a fuck up like Tim and Tom were. Right. Um. So it's like, oh, I could live vicariously through these through these goofball yeah. fuck ups. Um. But for me, it's just like, yeah, no, I, I what? could have done what you did and like gone across the country and like, um. But like uh, I didn't because like after like a little bit of doing this, I was like, all right, now I got to get yeah. my life going. Well, and the, and the parts where Sal's traveling by himself, I thought were interesting. Like the people he meets are, yeah. are very interesting. But like the the hero worship of Dean, yeah, and and like how much of the book is just fo- like that is not what I thought this book was. I thought this book was like. Two guys that are like traveling and meeting wacky people, getting into like wacky situations, and it's like, nah, it's two guys. So getting... I guess Larry and Balky. Exactly, yeah. but it's like, nah, it's two guys getting fucked up and like chasing women, ch- chasing girls, <laughs> literal girls, teens and yeah. preteens, and and I don't know, just being like shitty to everyone they meet, except when they're like in a jazz club. And then they think they're really cool when probably they were ruining everybody's night in there. <laughs> well, did you watch the movie? Sound off in the comments. Yeah. And um, what are we going to do? Another poll? Poll or, you know what? Uh, Should we just stop doing this? You mentioned, no, we can't stop doing it, Tim. <laughs> you mentioned in the other podcast that uh, neither of us has seen uh, 2001 A Space Odyssey. Should we yeah. watch uh, 2001 A Space Odyssey? And there is, the it's based on a book. Yeah. I don't want to read that book. I know. We could just watch the movie. We can just be moviesmen. Are we going to do it on drugs? No, we don't have to. If you want to take drugs, you can do it. Benadryl or whatever. Oh, you know, it would be smart. What? We, uh, the timing won't work out. Uh, we're going to this house. Yeah. Smoke weed and, uh, <laughs> and watch, watch 2001. Yeah. Then, then we're just not going to remember any of it. 
We'll record it as we're watching that, it. That, well, then, then we're the we're next just, Jack Kerouac. Just Nobody's going to be, gonna be just interested gonna be us in that. Quiet watching a movie, dude. Like, uh, right, like it's going to be like the time we went to a house if we wanted to watch the latest Mission Impossible, but there were a bunch of children asleep, so we had to watch it on mute. <laughs> yeah, with closed captions. With closed captions. But the reason why was because it was like this big house that had like a huge projector and like a surround sound system where we were like we didn't even watch the whole movie we we're like let's just watch the helicopter scene i drove 20 minutes to a red box so i could uh <laughs> rent that movie yeah and then we had to watch it on mute it was yeah. still pretty cool then though. i had to drive when we were all leaving to go home I had to drive 20 minutes it was the opposite direction of our homes yeah well, uh, then I bought you the that movie. Yeah. So now just bring that with you everywhere. Yeah. Uh, Tom. Tim, what would you say is a better movie? Uh, on the Road or Mission Impossible 5? What was the Ghost Protocol? Fallout. Fallout. Yeah. I think it was 6? No. 6. Uh, yeah, 6. I like that you had to look at the book On the Road to remember what the name. <laughs> your eyes darted across <laughs> the room to where your copy of On the Road was. Um. I don't know. I'd say it's about a draw. Oh, okay. Uh, hey, everybody. Thank you for being patrons. Uh, we love you very much, and we will see you next week. Sound off in the comments. <laughs>